Hello and welcome to Onesies, the podcast of one season wonders and blunders. My name's Andrew. My name is Emily. And this is season three, which means we are talking about Auto Man. This episode is talk episode two of the podcast season and episode two of Auto Man, staying alive while running a high flash dance fever, which you did not think was going to involve disco dancing, but you were wrong. I was so excited about there's the disco so dancing. much disco dancing okay so uh do you have your three things um, to- sure i'm gonna talk about what a great idea it is to learn social skills through 70s and 80s films um i would like to talk about um dickies and um Computers have x-ray vision. Okay. So I want to talk about um, pervert cursor. <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple things to talk about with him. Stun oh, an Apple II. And <laughs> I won't be doing discharge your energy field, but I hope <laughs> Uh, instead, uh, we'll do, I don't know, stunt dancer, maybe stunt dancer, stump dancer or girls are dumb. Maybe okay. girls are dumb. Okay. So, but first, and this is not one of my points. I just want to start with this. Did you notice it is not a true story anymore? I did. I did notice it was just, uh, the story of Walter Nebisher. Yes. I went back and listened to the first one again to make sure we heard the true story. So apparently Automan was initially based on international espionage, but it no longer is. So who knew? Um, who knew? We got some guest stars this episode too. Um, um, only one that I recognized, but yeah. Who did you recognize? Uh, Angela Ames, the bartender. Okay. She's on she's on like Not- four ep- she's on like four episodes of Night Court. Okay, that's how I recognize okay. her. <laughs> okay. Um, we should have recognized William Wyndham as the judge. William Wyndham uh, was in To Kill a Mockingbird. Never he was seen in that. Escape from Planet of the Apes. He Never was in seen Uncle that. Buck. Oh, I've he seen did that. Voices in video games. He was in True Crime, the. Uh, Clint Eastwood, he was in a bunch of stuff, and so he didn't really stand out. Who stood out, however, was Mary Crosby. Yes. Who was on Dallas. Yes. And she was in Ice Pirates. And she's not very good, but she's better than the regular girl, Heather Heather McNair. And then the other guest star was Don Gordon. Don Gordon was a good friend of... Steve McQueen's so he has good roles in Steve McQueen movies and otherwise he um he just has roles like in this one uh but he's the main villain who comes in at the end though he too has an interesting villain arc he he where, looks familiar he looked familiar yeah. but I I didn't recognize the name yes so this episode starts on the docks um we're back on the docks, right? We were at the docks in the first one. No, they were at an airport, weren't they? Oh, that's right. They were at an airport. Yeah. yeah you're right. This is just another they're... trope, another weird trope that they're using. 
Yes, where Lieutenant Jack is meeting an informant who wants to tell him about um, corruption. And it turns out that informant will be Mary Crosby, though we never see her face. It's very obviously Mary Crosby because this is a show for eight-year-olds. Um, and then you have to watch a bunch of adults pretend they don't know what's going on. <laughs> but um, interestingly enough, the captain who thinks that Wally is incompetent takes Wally along on this assignment. Yeah. And so, um, oh, right. We've got the uh, my first uh, cursor perv moment here. So the bad guys kidnap the girl again. Uh, this happened in the, the pilot as well. <laughs> And so while they're chasing her, Wally's like, hold on, I've got a better idea. I'm going to go call Auto Man. But he can't say that. Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes and he finds a phone booth where he dials into the modem. And he is interrupted by Ethnic Pimp One. Yeah. Who has a car of girls with him. Now, when Auto Man arrives, Cursor gets there first. Cursor goes to the car. And uh, there's a variety of um, eh, racist uh, characterization of the pimp um, who's Hispanic. So it's okay. Uh, it's okay, 1983, to be. What am I talking about? It was, you know, you'd be Hispanic people. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, um, you know, no worse than an episode of Family Guy that lays it out. But Cursor shows up, scares the pimp, goes over to the car, looks down the girls' dresses, then puts dollar signs over them in holograms so everybody knows their was. Yeah, that was it pretty was unsettling. Gross. It was really unsettling. It was gross. And then and the girls then, run away and the pimp runs away after he's been giving Desi a hard time for not knowing how to use a phone. Yes. And, and being an exposition. Before Auto Man shows oh, right, up and, right. and scares him as well. And also um, kind of mocks his accent, which is uncool from Auto Man. Maybe yeah. the only uncool thing from Auto Man in the episode. Like... Auto Man's pretty cool this episode. He's pretty cool, but also let's come back to this because I find it difficult. This whole notion of Auto Man not knowing how to interact with the outside world because he's just a computer makes me wonder how he was he programmed to be racist by Desi Arnaz Jr., who is of Hispanic heritage. Like <laughs> there's there's level, there's layers. Yes. It's a layered layered thing going on here um and there's also he also gets called nevish again again over and over and over yeah so uh they get in the auto car and they they join the car chase where there's a whole thing where they have to tell the captain he's commandeered a car or something yeah they've got Uh, the car chase sucks Yeah. yeah The car chase sucks again, which bummed me out. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's a cool car. Why isn't the auto car in any of the shots with the car chase? And then they do the same running off the road thing. So that was unfortunate. Yeah. I thought we were going to get an invisible car. Instead, we get the auto chopper. And then. I love yes. the auto. I, all, I love the auto chopper. I love it. The end. Have you, have you seen Blue Thunder? No. I'm going to watch Blue Thunder. 
Do I? Yeah. Do you? I don't know. I mean, do you need to watch anything? But, you know. I will just watch this episode of Auto Man again. How about that? There's, it's cool. There's helicopters in LA. It's cool. Warren oh, Oates is in it. Warren, Warren Oates is sad and drunk and in it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so once they they follow the kidnapped girl to a house, and but it's brownouts in LA. So Auto Man oh, out of power just when they need it. Okay. Most. I'm going to have to have you explain this to me. So he works off the grid. Okay. Um, but he can only come around at night when, yes, because when the, when there's an, an available electricity. So people are going to sleep and there's available electricity. Okay. Yes. Cause people okay. aren't watching the today show. People right. aren't making their morning coffee. People aren't having toast. He's okay. got a whole list of shit. I'm just, Every time Auto Man browns out, he's got a list of shit that people do during the day. I get confused because Um, then they go to Las Vegas and they have their own grid, but all of that power is being used by flashing lights and and everything. The casino's got an independent power supply. Yeah, but all of that power is... All of that power is going to slot machines and flashing lights and spotlights and people... I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. Okay. Maybe I Power understand. Man steals the power. Maybe he steals the power from other rooms. Okay. Unused rooms. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? We're not we're not electrical engineers like no. Glenn A. Larson, who wrote this episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so then Wally calls it in and we cut to the police already apologizing. We missed the raid. He calls SWAT, but we missed the raid because it's a judge's house. Yes. Um, And so everybody's like, Wally, you got it wrong. All limos look alike. What's wrong with you, dummy? But then he sees Mary Crosby, who is very clearly the girl that Lieutenant Jack met with. So, And they also have this conversation like, uh, Heather McNair is there and the captain or whatever. And they're like, well, there's no girls here. And then this girl walks by. They're all gawking at her because she's beautiful. But they're all gawking at her. And nobody's like, hey, look, there's a girl. Let's talk to her. No comment. No comment. The problem with Ottoman is it's made for dumb seven-year-olds. Okay. okay. So, or it's it's made by dumb adults for seven-year-olds, kind of. It's, it's condescending. It's you know, condescending to kids, unfortunately. Uh, But what are you going to do? It's a late night fucking, or it's a prime time kids show, basically. Uh, So yes, Wally talks to her and she's like vaguely flirty with him. Yeah. Which is like, Heather McNair's character treats him like shit in this episode. And Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. Wally's always able to find a chick. Like maybe it's Heather McNair just sucks. You know, Andrew, the second best thing you can do for your body is dancing. What's the first best thing? I don't know. I don't know. Boinking. It's a sex joke. Probably like Zumba. Probably Zumba. Zumba. Yeah. Okay, so then we go back to the police station where they're yelling at Wally about how the judge is the department's best friend. They call him the hanging judge. And I'm like, so he's a piece of shit. So that's going to be sort of the thing here is, is that um, is the judge corrupt or not? 
or is he just a fucking fascist? Well, and um, the the tip that the tipster gives uh, Jack is that some mobsters are buying um, casinos in Las Vegas and that it, you know, there's corruption at a high level. So the suspicion is that this judge is um, working with the mob to buy casinos. Um, and that argument about him being a hanging judge is that he doesn't, you know, he uh, he always supports the police over the mob. And so there's, you know, confusion about why, why would he be involved with the mob if he's uh, known, well known for sending them to prison? Yes. Um, so Auto Man and Wally get working and Auto Man's like, I've got the data, man. This judge is a crook. I can see it. He's going out to L.A. Or he's going out to Vegas. Like, why would he be doing that if he's not a uh, if he's not a crook? But this is where we get not footage of Saturday Night Fever. Um, Auto Man complains he doesn't know. Okay, go. No, no, you no. Go him? ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. no okay. Going. So Auto Man complains, or Wally says Auto Man doesn't understand people, and or I think he says the human predicament. Yeah. And Auto Man's like. That's your fault, dude. And the evidence that he gives is that he uses some like slang term, not a slang term, but some idiom and an Ottoman doesn't understand. Oh, like he's like, you're calling me short. Something like that. I don't even remember what he says, but Ottoman doesn't understand the nuances of the English language. And that to him translates that he doesn't understand humanity. And so, so he's lacking people skills. So what do they do? What does he do is he uh, shows, he he says he's going to somehow transfer these three movies. What is it? um, Saturday Night Fever, Flashdance, and uh, Staying Alive into Auto Man somehow. He's got a VHS. Yes. He's got a a VCR that is somehow programmed into the computer, plugged into the computer. And on Auto Man's chest, there's not Saturday night fever footage being played. And I thought that footage, Oh my God. I was like, we're going to be seeing this again. This is clearly, (laughs) they recorded this for the episode and they're just using this. And of course we do, but yes. So I don't understand how you can learn about the human predicament by watching dance movies. It's just an excuse to get Chuck Wagner to dance or, you know, his dance stand-in. His his dance double. Um, But yes, so Wally leaves him to study these movies, which apparently are going to play in real time on his chest. Um, And he starts dancing. Oh, it's so beautiful. Because VHS is not digital, of course, so it would have to play uh, through. But uh, I thought maybe... Uh, what was the name of the guy? Stigwood. What's the name of the guy who produced the Bee Gees? I don't know. Was it Stigwood? Yes, Robert Stigwood. I thought maybe he produced because he produced Saturday Night Fever and Staying Alive. I thought maybe he produced Flashdance, but he didn't. They're all Paramount movies. There's no footage from any of them in this movie in this show, which is not a Paramount production. It's but, a very weird. But there will be music. Which there's licensed music, a whole bunch of licensed music. Yeah, a whole bunch of covers. Oh, is it that, covers? Oh yeah, Shazam I, has no fucking clue what you're playing it. 
It was so Including close. Michael Jackson. It's oh, so the Michael close. Jackson one. The Michael Jackson one. I was like, it's, that is not really the Michael Jackson song. Yeah. Okay. But yes. So, uh, but they get a call, but Auto Man gets a call from Ellen in, a, Wait, in Los Mary, Angeles. Mary Crosby. We haven't, we haven't Mary given Crosby. her a name. Yeah. We didn't give her a name. Okay. Mary Crosby calls and she's like, you got to get out here. They're all over the place. I need to talk to Wally. He's the only one I can trust. So Auto Man's going to go to Vegas and Cursor is going to go tell Wally, which leads to a tedious bit where Wally gripes to Cursor, who's flying around, that he can't understand him, which had me going, why the fuck didn't you program him so you could understand him? But then all Cursor's got to do is type it out on the screen. But we uh, had to get this whole fucking comedy bad bit. comedy this, bit. This little kid comedy bit. Yeah. But then in Vegas, Mary Crosby's waiting at the bar. Auto Man has got on his disco duds. Oh. Because he can't change his appearance, but he My can God. put on clothes over it. Holographic clothes. Of the John Travolta Saturday Night Fever suit variety. So they're sitting at the bar. They're scooching up to each other. Is Does Angela Ames come on to Auto Man at this point yet? Probably. Like, yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, do you dance? Or Mary Crosby's. We established Mary Crosby's a dancer before. Right. She's a ballet dancer. This has nothing to do with this scene. I thought she was going to dance with him. She does not. I have that uh, written she, here. I said, why does he not keep dancing with the lady? Right. Why? He, they he's do a, a little showboat. They do a little thing and then she gets spun off into the crowd. And then he just, he just does he his showboats. own It's he amazing. Does. It's beautiful. But it's, I, it's I was confused. It's also a stunt dancer for quite a bit of it. Yes, yes. Quite a bit of it is very clearly not Chuck Wagner. Yeah. But he does uh, He does the John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. Yep, he does it, he does um, it all. He does it all. Um, and then, I, I guess this is the flash dance element of it. He starts taking his clothes off? Or does that, is that something John Travolta does in Saturday Night Fever where he rips he his jacket? He might do it in, does he do it in Staying Alive? I've never I seen don't it. know. I've never but, seen any of those movies. But I, I'm trying to find the Flashdance element. I know there's a song from, from Flashdance in there, but I'm trying to find the Flashdance element. And I thought maybe him ripping his jacket off. Yes. So is it Magic Mike 1 or 2, one of the commercials... One of the trailers is the flash, him doing the flash dance the song. Water falling yeah. down on him. Okay. While he's while he's being a machine man, a, a machinist, uh, which is from like that was she's a welder who yeah. dances. Right. They could they should have done that in this. That would have been that would have been cool. You would you would not have recovered from wet Chuck Wagner dancing. Uh, I wish everybody could see your face right now. (laughs) But then Wally shows up and this is where the beat it cover comes in. So really quickly, he tears, he takes his jacket off. Yes. No, before that, he grabs at his chest and pulls off what must be a dickie of the black shirt with the collar and the tie. Must be a dickie. It just comes right off. And then he takes his jacket off and he reveals his, his auto man figure underneath 
the glowy suit thing. When Wally shows up and stops him, he puts the jacket on over the thing, but the dicky he never gets back until it cuts to the next scene. I know this is minutia that nobody in 1983, particularly seven-year-old, would care about. I was annoyed that I didn't get to see that dicky go back on. But in the next scene, they cut to it and he's fully dressed again. Well, it's an it's a holographic close. He can but just we watched him it. pull it off. Why didn't he snap his fingers? But it's and not it? real. <laughs> it should have disappeared. We missed that continuity. How can Superman fly, Emily? How can Superman propel himself constantly through the air? Magic. Anyway. Movie magic. But it, it's movie magic. But that Dickie so, was great. That was so funny. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Because it's like a stripper. I mean, it's like tearaway clothes. I mean, it was so great. Anyway. Hopefully you will get a Chippendales tie-in before the end of this series. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Wally shows up and they fight. They like Wally's like argue. They bicker. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to go meet. Uh, Mary Crosby in her hotel room where she's going to give him them all the numbers to prove that the judge is corrupt. And this is where auto man complains that Wally, some of the problem is Wally didn't program him, right? Like what's auto man's sign. You should have programmed me for that. So I could talk to people about it. What is auto man's sign? Yeah. You're an apple too, which was, interesting it was just like what the fuck like it was such a throwaway weird thing that i that i'm yeah. sure nerds and their today would bickering love relationship well the other thing we haven't talked about is the episode opens of course with auto man introducing the show yeah. and we still haven't seen the scenes that have them bickering at the beginning yeah because basically it establishes that auto man thinks he's the perfect creation he's the perfect being yeah. and Wally doesn't like that. And Ottoman's like, you fucking made me to be the perfect being, dude. Like, what do you want? Okay. So in the hotel room, they do a um we have established that the bad guys are in the hotel following them around. Yeah. And they know that they're going to her room. So she's in danger. Except after she gives them the notebook with all the account numbers and Auto Man memorizes it, we find out she's actually working for the bad guys. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because then we have a scene with Don Gordon, who's the big bad guy. He's the casino owner. Who's like, you got to kill her off, man. Like she's been in the episode long enough. So uh, Auto Man's going to talk to a slot machine about something. Oh, because he, then... he does he does the uh, the Doug, Dougie thing from Twin Peaks where he all of the machines just go off and everybody's a winner. Like everybody wins. Yep. That's how they, they make a distraction. But then, um, Ellen get, or Mary Crosby's murdered. They discover that. They don't show any violence. I thought that was interesting. Like they don't even show like a gun pointed at her. It is, you don't hear it. You don't see it. It just happens. And then you see her. She a head wound, which implies maybe she wasn't even, which implies a more gruesome fate. Um, from the from the thug whose name is Jason. I don't know any thugs. He'll he'll come back later. He he will he will threaten to rape Heather McNair before he kills her because it's a kid's show. It's a kid's show. Um okay, so then all of the LA cops show up and are like, What the hell are you doing, Wally? And, and they're like, Oh shit, 
And they introduce Ottoman, and he's a federal agent. But before so, that, let's talk about Heather McNair gets taken out on a stretcher. Or not Heather McNair, uh, Ellen. Mary, Ellen gets Mary Crosby. Mary Crosby okay. gets taken out on a stretcher. And you discover, and maybe it was before, that Ottoman can see through the whatever. Oh, that's he, right. Yes. He has x-ray vision. He can see yes. through the, the blanket that's covering her dead body yes. and see who it is. So he knows that it's Ellen and Wally fears that it's Ellen. Oh, but it's we like, already established that earlier. He sees yeah. her in the trunk of the car. He sees yeah. her in the trunk of the car. That's right. That's right. I knew it came up somewhere else. I was like, how does that work? How does a hologram you, have x-ray vision? You think there's something Chuck Wagner can't do just in general? Besides dance, obviously. Besides dance? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, yes. So, Lieutenant Jack, or so, yes, this is where Wally's like, this seems too open and shut. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the judge is getting framed here. Lieutenant Jack believes him. Heather McNair thinks he's a big silly. And I'm just, this is the dumb girls. Like, I don't understand why... She gets indignant. Isn't anything ever good enough for you, Wally? Like, where did this come from? There's some deep-seated resentment between the two of them. Now, she sees Auto Man there, and she's like, wait a second, that guy looks familiar. And you're like, oh, is it Auto Man who you met in the fucking pilot and forgot about? We're forgetting that she forgot that she knew who Auto Man was. We will also forget that she knows who Auto Man is by the end of this episode. No, because because later on, she's like, where did Auto Man go? Like, yes, Wally says, Wally says, oh, no, that's not Auto Man. He's a federal agent, you know, whatever stupid lie he comes up with. And she's like. She's like buying it, not buying it, but she waits for Captain Jack to leave or whatever his name is and is like, okay, so where did Auto Man go? Like, she knows it. She knows that he's lying. But she forgets that by the end of the episode. Does she? At the resolution where they talk about, well, she has no reaction. Okay, fine. Heather McNair is just a bad actress. Yeah, she is. It's a bad script and she's a bad actress. So, (laughs) but it plays like at at the very end where they're talking about Auto Man not knowing he's auto man she's oblivious to him huh. being auto. she's not like well wally that's your weird. fucking game isn't it yeah weird. so this is where we find out there's infinite power in the casino so mm-hmm. auto man could theoretically live there 24 7 um but then we find out that they the casino guys don gordon and his sidekick they stole the money from the mob to put it in the judge's accounts for Wally to find it. Then they pulled it from those accounts and they're going to return it to the mob. Yeah. So it's not their money. It's the mob's money. And it's not funny if they, they don't want the mob to know that they were doing this. Right. So then we're going to have one of the nebbish scenes when he gets a phone call at the bar where this is where we get the clip from the opening titles of Cursor looking down the bartender's Angela Ames's dress or top, that's this scene. As Cursor shows up and checks out some cleavage because can, can, can you guess uh, what her roles have been on uh, Night Court? Sexist foils for Dan Fielding, if you can imagine. <laughs> the same character or different character? Is she recurring? She's different characters. She... She's different oh, characters. Okay. Yeah, they do that. All right. So there's Cursor the Sex Pest. 
But this is when, so Wally goes off to answer a non-existent phone call somewhere and the bad guy shows up and, and kidnaps lady cop Heather McNair. Um, and then. And she's so stupid about it. Like she's, yeah. I don't know. She, she, she senses that the guy's lying to her, but she never at any point thinks she's in any danger. No. It's the weirdest it's, thing. Yeah. So they get, Wally gets back, finds out she's gone. Somehow Auto Man comes back. They go up to Don Gordon's room because they're like, he's got a room in the hotel. Yeah. That's where the bad guy lives. And they're like, where's Heather McNair? And he's like, she's halfway to the Rockies with the bad guy. So at that point, it's back to the auto chopper. In fact, they call it the auto chopper. Yep. Yeah, they do. I love it. And so, so this taking- is actually this is actually the first time we see the auto chopper. Uh, it the before the scene, they're in the plane. They're flying in the plane. So this is the first occurrence of the auto chopper. And I wrote autocopter because I think autocopter is funnier. Wait, they were in the they were in the plane at the beginning. Yeah. Of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. But the autocopter is way cooler. I would take the autocopter over. Yes. Over the plane. So, yeah. So they're going to intercept. They take Don Gordon with them, establishing this recurring pattern of taking one of the bad guys with you. Yeah. So you can have a hero beat at the very last minute for Wally and also a freaked out bad guy. And a little bit of exposition dabbled in. So when they get there, when they track them down after the bad guy threatens to show Heather McNair a real good time before he kills her, they merge again. We miss that they've been merging occasionally in this episode. Um, But then they're running out of power and they've got to stop the guy. So what are they going to do? Auto Man's got to discharge his energy field. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time to discharge it. So, yeah, he discharges his energy field. Bad guy's taken out. Wally grabs a gun in time to take out Don Gordon. And Heather's that's saved. the end of that. Yeah, Heather's and then saved. we get a wrap-up. We get a wrap-up where the other cops, except Lieutenant Jack, are all giving Wally shit for being out in the field instead of in his computer room where he belongs. But then the judge calls off screen and says, you're getting a medal, Wally, for saving me. And Wally's like, well, that Fed actually deserves it, but we can't give Auto Man a medal because he's not real. And he's like, I'm going to go tell him. And that's how he he exits stage left. I'm I'm kind of annoyed by this constant uh, deflecting. Like, I mean, sure, Auto Man is doing a lot of the work, but why can't he take a little fucking credit? What is his deal? What's his problem? I don't like it. But I loved the music in this episode, despite, despite it being sound-alikes. I love More Than a Woman. What a great song. Ugh, love it. I was shocked that they had so much music. I was actually just like agog. I was like, holy shit, they've got more than a woman? And then they had Beat It? It was just like, And Staying wow. Alive. And then I think two songs from Flashdance. Probably the two songs. I just can't think of them right now. Right. Um, so. I, I was, yeah, I was, I was, cool. I was very impressed by that. And, you know, 
it was fun. It was fun watching watching the disco dancing. Uh, again, a little showboaty, which I didn't particularly like, but um, because again, she's the dancer and she just she's sit, sitting off to the side, yep. Yep. and she's like watching as yep. it. She's she's looking at him as if she she's curious as to what's going on. Like it's not just like, oh wow, you're a really good dancer, which she does say, but she's also kind of like, what what's happening? <laughs> Like she's, she doesn't know what's going on, which I totally agree with, but it just seemed to be there for no reason. Like there was no. Yeah, it's a, having a Mata Hari type uh, character did not do this episode any favors. Um, I did want to mention that the music this episode is no longer by Stu Phillips. It's by Morton Stevens and he sucks. So the instrumental original music sucks. Uh. So I didn't that notice. made me sad. That made I, me sad. I was I was excited about the suit, and I was excited about the other music, so I didn't even notice. And you finally saw the heels. I missed. I did. I, I, I did not focus on the heels, but I, I did. I, I I rewound rewound it and snapped a photo and sent it to you. Uh, I also sent it to my husband because um, I also showed him the little picture that I drew of him with heels. It was cute. I wonder if they had Automan pajamas. I wonder if it was on long enough that they had merchandising. Or Automan, um, um, what is the underwear that's fun to wear? Underoos. Underoos. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, better episode than the first one. Absolutely, because it, it was it was shorter. <laughs> it was shorter. It it was you know there was a lot more Automan to it. Yes, there was more Automan, and Chuck Wagner is like he's a good series lead like i don't know like he was totally he's totally fine like, yeah desi arnaz jr can't carry this but auto man but chuck wagner can carry it enough like it's a very weird um imbalance and it almost seems like they they realized it by this point yeah that, that they needed to up the up the auto um but yeah heather mcnair's not well written and not well acted. I didn't like Lieutenant Jack as much as I did last time. I feel yeah, like well, he, was, he wasn't in it very much. No, he seems having two superior officers is a lot. Yeah. Especially since the captain was more likable in some of this than he was last time. And yeah, it's just. It's very and it, confused. And it was, it was, it didn't make sense that he took Wally along in the car on the stakeout. It didn't make, it, it doesn't make sense that Wally doesn't have a partner. I think if Wally was partnered with Jack, like on Law and Order, they do that where it's like Captain whatever and Sergeant whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know ranks, but they would have people partnered like that. Um, but not having them partnered is weird that he's just independent guy, not, and he just works with Jack because Jack's the only one who can who will, who will put up with him. Um, it's odd. But then taking also him along. Odd. It's also a little odd how LAPD officers have so much authority in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Wouldn't that be a federal case if it's happening across state lines? The FBI would have to be involved. Well, I guess that's what Automan was, right? He was supposed to be some federal agent. He was, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I don't know. It's auto know. man. Yeah. You got your disco dancing. You were worried there wasn't gonna be you thought it was just gonna be 
I was I was worried that the title of the episode, so the stupid title, which I love, uh, the um, "Staying Alive While Running a High Flashdance Fever." On Wikipedia, it says the episode's title references the film "Staying Alive Flashdance and Saturday Night Fever," and I was like, "This is just going to be a throwaway thing, isn't it? This is just going to be some stupid throwaway thing." Like, I don't, I couldn't imagine how they would incorporate those three movies into it, but they did it in a nice, neat bow. I guess it's good that Automan didn't finish watching Saturday Night Fever because the story beat in that is John Travolta learns it's not okay to rape girls. That's actually you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, but that's the action. I don't know if that's the PG arc because there's a PG version of Saturday Night, a re-release version that you can't watch anymore unless you have the old VHS. I think, but. I was very surprised when I first saw the original cut that it's like, oh, it's about him learning that it's not okay to rape women. Oh, that's, wow. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what he thought it was about. Hmm. Um, so it's good that Ottoman didn't didn't watch that because maybe Cursor did. But her Cursor needs well, to Cursor, watch that, Cursor actually. needs to watch it, yeah. Yeah, clearly. Um, so yeah, so there we go. What's that next? Was, that was it. Up? Uh, yeah, I do. So um, the third episode of Auto Man is called The Great Pretender. Um, let's see. It doesn't sound like anything that we need to discuss. I don't see any uh, special guests, but that's because I'm looking at Wikipedia. Um, the next episode features Desi Arnaz, Chuck Wagner. Uh, I don't know any of these people. Paul Lambert looks familiar. I don't know. You would probably know these people more than I would, but most of them don't even have attached pictures. So just an, another, a bunch of old white dudes. So looking I forward mean, to more old white that, dudes. That's slightly better than when they incorporate a female guest star. Uh, let's see. Is there going to be a song and dance or at least a singing sequence? Oh, dude, Clue Gallagher. You know Clue Gallagher. Um, or Gulliger, how do you pronounce it? Anyway, Clue Gulliger, and then Andrea Howard, who has no, she's going to be your girl guest star, because she was in, okay, we'll have to see. According to IMDb, her trademark is short blonde hair, so we will have to see if she has her short blonde hair in this, but apparently she was in some Jaws ripoff at some point, based on looking at imdb for two seconds it's not okay, a jaws it's so, not a jaws porn parody is it i don't know but look <laughs> at the movies angela ames made in the late 70s yeah i know she's one of those okay. uh so yeah so there we go excellent auto man episode we're, two we're... is in the books folks next week episode three the great pretender see you then thank you thanks for listening bye